The following was recorded in front of a live studio audience at the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe. This is the United Podcast Network. The following program is closed captioned for the thinking impaired. By tomorrow, I will rule the world! <laughs> He's gone. He's not gone. That's the whole point. He's never gone. Is this some radical new therapy? You see? All right, I think we got them all up. It's my lighter. That's I'm always losing lighter. my lighter, so one of my friends said, you'll never lose this. It's not a lighter, that's a torch. Mm-hmm. Right? All righty, let's get this show on the road, shall we? Hi, how you guys doing? My name's Tom Duggan here with the Paying Attention Podcast. Hi, atop Two Guys Smoke Shop at the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe, and uh, n- normally we have Methuen Mayor Neil Perry at the beginning of the month uh, for the Methuen Mayor Neil Perry report, but I understand he's very upset about something and he wanted to talk about it, so we have him on today, and that doesn't mean you're not coming in next week, right? You're still coming in next week to do like your regular stint? Yeah. Okay, good. As long good. as I'm not in the hospital, yeah. All right. And uh, and also sitting with me today is uh, my soulmate, Jaina Zaney Pesci. And uh, it's Jaina, and uh, she's going to be. She's on the school committee in in, in Methuen, and I thought since the mayor is going to be she's here, the vice chair, so vice vice chair. Thank you. And yeah. uh, we also have uh, Ryan Zog is going to join us in the second half hour of the show. Um, a couple of things to announce. I know the mayor's got uh, not a lot of time, but we do have a couple of things I just want to get to real quick. Um, we have canceled the bash. It's very sad Aww. that we have to cancel the bash. But we had we had no choice because we, we normally start planning the bash in September for next year. And if we try to have it in August and a second wave hits after we've done all that planning again, then we've got to stop it again. And so wait, I, uh, I wait just stop the presses. Yeah, Did wait, Tom okay. Duggan just say if a second wave hits? Yeah. Hallelujah. I made a convert. I don't think so. Um, now, if I knew today was going to be a Wild West theme there, Tex, I would have worn my bandana, too. <laughs> <laughs> Um, So, I mean, it's sad that we have to, but, you know, Massachusetts is still very slow to open. Most uh, function halls are at, they're only able to open at 50% capacity. And hopefully by August, we'll be back to full capacity. But you just never know. If three people come up with COVID-19 and they die, the governor is going to shut everything down again. So uh, the hysteria hasn't changed. It's still out there if you watch CNN every day. Um, that might be a little bit of a fabrication. Not even a little bit. Day. Okay, just um, I know, I know. You're, you and the Pollards think, you know, because it's the end of the Me world. The Everyone's going to die. The you Me and the, the Pollards. Oh, here we go. It's, here all, we go. it's all about we're all going <clears> to <throat> die. COVID-19 is going to get you. Um, but that's a story for another day. So we, 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 can't, we did cancel the bash, but what we are going to do is we're going to have the scholarship kids, because I took in a lot of money for the scholarships before they shut down the country. So we're going to have the scholarship kids here August 10th, and we're going to go live, and we are going to have the donors come up and present the checks to each kid that won, 
and we're going to let the kids, normally the kids don't talk at the bash because there's so much at the bash with the veterans and the police and everything, but because it's, it's just going to be the scholarship kids, we're going to let each kid come up, talk about where they're going to school, you know, what their interests are, stuff like that, um, and some of the donors as well will have them present their checks. So these are the kids that have been uh, selected for our scholarships. Um, Anna Bono from North Andover High School was a Thompson School graduate. And so she qualified for the Dan Cody Memorial Scholarship. His, uh, his kids go to uh, or went to uh, Thompson School, and that was the um, requirement for this scholarship that was started by our friend Al Velo uh, in Haverhill. The Lawrence High School Scholarship, the Lawrence High School ROTC Scholarship. We really need help with that one. This is our lowest scholarship because two of the people that pledged donations to Lawrence High School um, are not able now to give. Uh, since COVID hit, one guy's business went out, another guy, he got picked up by the police and he's not around. So, um, he, he had a little, he had a little bit of an issue. So, um, mm. he's not, he's not able to give. So we're, uh, we're, we're very low on that. If anybody would like to donate to the Lawrence high school junior hour, this kid's going off to serve a country and, uh, we'd love to give her a little bit more than what we have. Uh, the vocational school student, uh, I, I knew we were going to pull, pull, pull up the pictures, but I forgot. So we'll just, we'll plow through it. Um, Aaliyah LeClerc uh, is the, she's a Methuen resident and she won the vocational school uh, scholarship thanks to Jessica Finicaro, who always uh, coordinates our vocational school kid uh, for the scholarship because she was on the voc school committee. So she knows everybody there and she helps us coordinate, even though she's really mad at me right now. Um, she's, she's still, she's still helping the kid. She's willing to put aside our differences so that she can help the kid. And I, I actually appreciate that about Jess. Then Zoe Tui is going to receive the Patricia Perry Memorial Scholarship. This is our first year doing this. Uh, we have a $1,000 donation from Neil Perry, Methuen Mayor, and we're hoping to get at least another 1000 if we can uh, for Zoe Tui. She's graduating from um, Methuen High School. Here's what we have for numbers, and we're going to get right into topics. Um, for the Cody, Dan Cody Memorial Scholarship. Now, anybody can still donate to these kids. If you want to make a donation and let us pick the kid that the money goes to, we will. If you want to make a donation to a specific kid, email me um, where you want your donation to go. And you can use PayPal. You can call me with a credit card. You can mail us a check. Uh, the Cody Memorial Scholarship, uh, we have $2,480 that we're going to give to that student uh, the Lawrence High School Scholarship, we were at 3400 the week before the bash. We're at 1100 now because uh, we lost a couple of those donations. Uh, the Michelle DeLuca Memorial Scholarship, uh, which was started by Ken DeLuca, her brother. She passed away uh, earlier this year of cancer. Uh, we have that scholarship <laughs> at uh, $1,900. And thank you to everybody who came to our poker tournament for that. We raised $800 for this go of that 1900 came from our poker games. We're going to have another couple of games this weekend if anybody's interested. Um, the vocational school uh, was originally $2,700. we are at $2,200 right now. We're waiting for one last pledge donation to come in. And the Whittier Tech Scholarship is $2,000. I'm sorry, $1,600. And of course, the Methuen Manual Perry is at one thousand. Well, I got an update on that. We're going to be at two thousand. We're going to give we're going to give two one thousand dollars scholarships. Fantastic! And that'll be annually. I know. Are you going to pick that up? The other kid is that you want? That's right. Okay. All right. So let me know who that is, so we can get a picture and we can. You do. What's her name? I'm not saying it right here. Oh, all right. Okay. Big surprise. All right. Okay. Very good. Yep. So we're at two thousand. Yep. 
And so that gives us a total of $10,280. And it, we, were, we were shooting for 20000 this year, and we were on pace to get 20000 yep. But they closed literally a week before the batch. They closed everything. And most of the donations that come in come in the last week. Yeah. Because we build up and we build up and yep. we build up. So we're hoping to do that again. August so 10th. in your position to do so, get in there. Yeah. Sponsor somebody. Please do. You could PayPal me. Uh, at, use my email address, valleypatriot at AOL.com. Or you can mail us a check at 75 Main Street, North Andover. Please make the check out to Valley Patriot Bashed. It goes into a separate account. Um, and if you are a donor of any of these uh, scholarships, you are free to come August 10th. And even if you've given us the money already, we'll let you present the check. We'll let you get in the picture. We'll put you in the paper. If you want a business, we'll give you a free ad. We, uh, we'll give as much love as we can to the people who donate to these kids. I feel so bad, Maya, for these kids. They get screwed out of their prom. They get screwed out of their graduation. And then they get screwed out of their scholarship because a lot of the people that pledged that had money before COVID yep. now don't have it. So Plus they had Tripoli in the fall. Right. Yeah, COVID yeah. in the spring. Right. So uh, so with me today is uh, Jaina Zanipeshi. She is um, vice chairman of the school committee in Methuen. And... Um, and um, and I love you. And uh, and and to her left we have Methuen Mayor Neil Perry. Now, Mayor, wait a minute, wait a minute. Are you going to say you love me? I, I not as much. You as know I love he text. loves right. you. I mean, I love you in a different way. Though. Yeah, yeah. You know, like in a brotherly kind Giddy of way. Giddy up there, Tex. Yeah, like a, like a, like like a, like a. <laughs> yeah, Tom. Before I forget, too. Um, I'll do a donation too for some of the kids. You will? I'll just, yeah, I got to hit Vinny up. I got to hit my right. husband up. Right. See what. Thank uh, you very much. We appreciate. We, we appreciate that. We appreciate that. Every penny of this goes to the kids, and it goes to their college. None of it goes to me or the Valley Patriot or anybody else. We take nothing off the top. A hundred percent of what people give is going to go to the kids, um, and we'll. And as hard that. as as hard as it's been with COVID, you know, economically, I mean, you got to think about uh, as a guy who uh, had the good fortune to put. I, I put four kids through college. Um, so I can tell you, it's no small feat. Mm -mm. Every little bit helps. So if you're out there and you're in a position to help, help one of these kids, you know, defray some of the costs because it's it's outrageous how much it costs. I, I, I can tell you, when we did our first scholarship the first year, we only gave the kid three hundred dollars. Mm -hmm. That was our first year That's we ever books, we ever though. did it, right? Well, that's what the kid said. The kid. The kid's mom called me a week later, and, and she was crying. She said, "You have no idea. We thought we had everything done, and then they hit us with a fee." And we didn't have it. And it was mm -hmm. like $285. And that $285 was the difference between my kid actually going to that school or not going to that school. Yep. Even though it was such a small amount, they just didn't have it. She said, and I just really want to thank you because your donation put us over the top. Yeah. So I try to keep that in mind every year, even though it seems a little bit less than we normally give. Everything that you can give to these kids will help. Um, I just hope that they're not going to go off to college and become, you know, indoctrinated and become, you know, left-wing America haters Here like we we're go. seeing all over the country. Here we go. But uh, most of our kids, and listen, I've got, I get letters on a regular basis from kids we've given scholarships to over the years to let me know that they, whether they've graduated. Uh, one kid uh, went to BC and she sent me uh, a, a handwritten letter, which I never get. I never get handwritten letters. I get a handwritten letter from this kid. <clears throat> I wish I could remember her name to let me know that she just got her dream job. She graduated college and she just got her dream job and she wanted to thank us for helping her pay for college to make it happen. And it's not me that she's thanking, guys. I'm poor. I don't have any money to give to scholarships. I, I basically blackmail all of my friends to give money, to give money and, uh, and coerce all of my friends to give money. And uh, I'm just the guy that kind of pulls everything together. Yep. But uh, Don't the, undersell yourself, the, these kids. You work hard. Well, I, you know, I do work hard, but I don't want anybody to think that like I'm taking 
I'm taking uh, credit for any of this because I'm real. I'm literally just the guy that takes the people that have the money and put them together with the people that need the Sometimes money. Sometimes the time is harder and, to donate uh, than the money. Well, all right. Well, fair enough. That's true. Um, now, will we get to pet your horse when we bring the checks? Uh, yes, yes. Yeah. Well, listen, you're going to keep... Gonna, huh? You just won't stop. <laughs> I had to, this is tough being in between you well, guys. Listen, there's, there's one business in Methuen <laughs> that says you have to wear a mask to come in. Yeah. And it's not... What, just one? That, well, there's one that I go to. I don't want to correct you, but it's right. more than one. Well, I'm there's sure there is. Yeah. But there's one that I go to, Borelli's Dally. Yeah. And Salt of the earth, they can. Uh, and, and the best beats in the world. Yeah. So I, I, I'm on my way in and I realized I got to wear a mask. Yeah. And not because the mayor says I have to wear a mask or the governor says I have to wear a mask or the government says I have to wear a mask. But the shop owner says, I want you to wear a mask. I'm going to comply because he's a private business guy and whatever his terms are, fine. And um, so I was, I was wearing this on my way in today to get my, to get my subs. I thought maybe you were holding them up. Yeah, no. Yeah. Mm. That's maybe what Doc thought. Thanks for coming for the show, kids. Good night. Um, so, Mayor, I'm watching the city. Yes. I'm watching the city council meetings, and you and, are, and I'm screaming at the top of my lungs. I'm throwing crumpled up pieces of paper yeah. at the TV yeah. because I'm watching a guy like you who really is just trying to do the right thing, and I'm watching these grandstanding city councilors literally cutting things out of the budget just to make it look like they know what they're doing, just to make it look like they're fiscally responsible. Yeah. They don't even realize what they're cutting. And like, for example, the, the chief was on the, the night before and explained that they're in violation of state law because they haven't sent their offices for tr mandatory training, mandatory yeah. state ordered training. And then the next night, the council cuts more training money out of their budget. Yeah. And it's like if a cop goes out tomorrow and, is, and the city gets sued because he's accused of excessive force and he hasn't had the mandatory training. The city loses no matter what. Yeah. No matter what happens. So they, 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 they claim that they care about the taxpayers' money, but they're doing everything they can to get the city sued. Yeah. And, and um, you know, when you look at it from the, you know, from far away, Tom, I, I think one of the things you got to keep in mind is, um, you know, a lot of what's being done is agenda-driven, mm -hmm. is not really focused on, you know, what we're talking about. And um, it's unfortunate that I have to say that, but I did my show yesterday and talked about it. I'm going to talk about it today. So you got to kind of focus on the facts and the data. And I know people make fun of me because that's my my shtick. But I it's know important. I do. Well, and, and you're, you're welcome to. But facts and data are important because uh, they ruin many a good story. And, and l let me give you one. There are... There's a certain <coughs> council who regularly takes a shot at me as being an overspender. Mm -hmm. And I won't name that council. Because I will. It's it, Jessica. It doesn't matter who it is. Mm -hmm. It's it's a completely fabricated story. So I can't put this on the screen. This is a chart I showed yesterday that shows um, my administration in fiscal year 20, probably one of the more, you can have it if you want. Um, in fiscal year 20, we did have a pandemic. We can You and I disagree on that. The economic impact, I think we agree on, is yep. significant. Yep. In a time of economic downturn, my administration is, is putting $2.8 million to free cash. Right? That means we were very, very conservative in the spend. And the credit for that goes to my department heads as well as me. I looked at every single thing we bought, and I made sure it absolutely had to be bought because um, I was thrilled to hear you say that in the opening. We don't know what's going to happen this fall, right? We're worried about school, the vice chairman, and I, we're, we're worried about how this is all going to play out. I'm not sure why you're worried about school, but that's well, something we you, probably well, talk you, about. Well, you look around us, um, if you, 
Look at Florida. Look at Texas. Look at California. How many? How many? Ki- how many young kids are are dying from COVID in Florida? Yeah, okay, so it's, it's it's not just a death issue, right? You you want to do the the percentages, and you know you and I disagree on that. Yes. This pandemic impacted far and wide. Statistics are you actually facts and data. You know facts that, right? and data. Right. You ask any parent in Methuen. Forget that. God forbid a child would die. Mm-hmm. You ask them if they want their kid to get sick. Every parent I know, including this parent, would put themselves in front of a bullet, in front of a train to protect their children. Mm-hmm. That's what we do as parents, mm-hmm. right? So we make decisions conservatively to try to protect our children. Back to this point. Right. We'll come back to the schools. Okay. I and know that's on the mayor's minutes yesterday, too, mayor, if anybody wants to see yeah, what he's holding wanna, up so to. So literally, we're adding $2.8 million to free cash, and we're adding money to stabilization in a time of economic downturn. Now, people will say, well, why aren't you using it to give raises out? Because we don't know what's going to happen right. in the fall. You still don't even know what the state and the federal government are going to give don't. you for your budget. We don't. And that's only part A of the problem. And part B, I, so part B is... What if there is a second wave in Massachusetts? Mm-hmm. Right. What happens then? Right. right. You must be fiscally prepared. I, I keep using facts for the people that are residents here and say, don't fall for the dialogue, right. the story. Look at this. The state of Massachusetts recommends that your stabilization should be 5% of your general fund. I'll quiz you. In Methuen, the general fund is $163, $164 million. 5% would be 8 point something million. Mm-hmm. We're not there yet. This guy is a saver, is that a rainy guy. day guy. This guy right oh, here, okay. right? We can say all we you're not, want. You're not a big spender. No. You're, not a, you're not a big liberal hey, Democrat spender that loves to spend. Ask the CAFO. She'll tell you, I question everything. I question everything. I question why you're still smoking at your age, right? Well, you almost had me quitting, but then when COVID hit, you guys all ran and hid in your houses for four months, so your influence over me well, is gone. Not, not this gentleman. I went to work every day. Right. So, but, but no more poker games, no more getting together on Friday nights yeah. until COVID's over because well, we're all going to die from COVID. Well, and I saw you with that outfit. I thought you were going to stick me up, so right, I was a little okay, worried. So I, I submit this as, as evidence, and, and I'll give this to your, your man here. Who looks dashing without his baseball that's, hat? Yes, Ben, uh, fine, fine producer <laughs> yeah. Ben Kitchen. So that, that that's facts and data, right? Right. That can't be refuted with any story, right? Right. So talk about spending. But it's all not you sexy. Want. And I think that's, some of these councils they're yeah. making cuts just to make it look like they're concerned. Well, they don't even know what they're cutting. So you talked about cuts. So they only made cuts in three departments, right? In two of the departments, the cuts were aimed at me. And then the other one was the police department. Right. Because they hate Joe Solomon and they hate Tom Lucier and Sharon Pollard. Yeah, I, I don't Hate's an awful strong word. Well, I'm, I, I think the evidence is there. It's well, political. Let, let, me, let me just, it's political. I, I would say that. So um, they cut, you know, the position from my office. I would tell you, uh, if you look at the mayor's minutes yesterday, I give this city 24-7. I cut my own salary $12,000 going into next year. I cut it from that vast sum of eighty thousand to sixty-eight thousand a year. You're a better man than I. I wouldn't have taken the cut. Literally, it would be smarter I of me to you. just get my social security. Right. But I care about my city, and I'm trying to do the right thing. And no matter what anybody says, even the people that disagree with me, sometimes they may have every right to. It, it is what it is. I'm trying to do the right thing, and whether I leave office in two years or four years, I'm going to leave with my dignity intact. They can attack any decision I make. They can question any decision I make. It is what it is. Right. Okay. When you look at the cuts that they made, they didn't make any cuts to their own budget. No, I noticed that. In fact, that. they added a right. little. Right. I noticed that. Right. They, 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 but by the way, 
That's where, if you had listened to me back in November when I yeah. said, when you said it's all going to be Team Methuen now, when I said, no, they're going to screw you, and you yeah. no, 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 I still have hope. That's when, had you listened to me- I still have hope. You, you, you should have come in with a budget yeah. that cut their Methuen City Council budget to zero with the exception of the salaries of the, co- of the councils themselves. I won't say zero. Cut their assistant, cut their, cut their postage, cut everything that they've got in their budget. And then if they want to come to the table and negotiate, yeah. then if they want to say, okay, we're not going to- blackmail you to get rid of Tom Lucia. Yeah. We're not going to try and screw Joe Solomon because we yeah. hate him. Yeah. Now you've got a, a position of strength that you can sit down with them. But right now, you're on defense every day. Well, He's not so, that guy, though, Mayor. You're no, not that guy. I'm not that and guy. He's I am. I would have cut everything in there. I would have cut everything in their budget and played the game. But I would suggest game. you, uh, you might want to watch Monday night. Okay. The public hearing. All right. I, I would suggest there's a few. So uh, I'm not Mickey the dunce. Mm-hmm. Um, and you don't need to ring the bell for me to get the fact that the match has started, right? And so the budget the budget belongs to the executive. Right. And I'm going to say that publicly. The budget belongs to the executive. And so I've made some corrections. Why do these guys think they're the mayor? Why do they think, like I heard Steve Saber complaining about the police putting barricades out. And I heard yeah. McCarty complaining about a cop that was um, investigated and he didn't like the outcome of the investigation. But they have no say over the day-to-day <laughs> operations of departments. That's an executive function. Yeah. Why do these guys think they're all the mayor? Why well, Why are they getting away so with... Yesterday, so yesterday's story was that they were angry with me because I didn't give them the body camera video. And um, quite frankly, uh, Council Sabre sent me a note today saying, hey, you know, we asked you about this. And I responded to him saying, you asked me what my read on the report was. And I, I look at you and say, I'm not happy with how that turned out. I have the right to disagree with what I see. The investigator is right in that there is, was no violation of the existing use of force policy. Right. To me, a non-police officer, there should have still been a report made. And I've asked the external auditor to take a look at that when he comes in. Mm-hmm. And that's part of their charter. So I don't think that's right. But um, if you think back and, you know, I say to the residents of Methuen, go watch the tapes of the council meetings. The counselor asked me the day I got out of the hospital, what was my read on the the incident in the report. And if you look at the tape, it said, I haven't really had a chance to go through it yet. I just got out of the hospital. I need time to kind of, and I've done that. At no point did they ask me about the body camera video. Right. They also didn't ask me for the investigator's report because they already had it. Right. So, but why do they have it? Why would, why why do they have it? They are policymakers. Their job is not to micromanage the way departments work. So we might disagree a little on that. I don't, they're welcome to it. There's nothing that body camera video that's, um, in fact, if you, but it if just you read gives the tri- something to grandstand if about. If you read the Tribune article, you heard me say that the this second wave of responding officers did a fabulous job de-escalating the situation. Mm-hmm. Really, and I stand by that. Um, so, you know, to me, that's a situation that we can learn from, and we can do better. And that's what this external audit is all about. But it's not their job. My okay. point is it's not – they waste so much time trying to micromanage the departments that you're in charge of and, and less time on things that are much more important and, like their job. Well, I guess that's understanding what the difference is legislative to executive. Right. Right? But shouldn't you be the one pointing it out and saying, excuse me, why are we talking – first of all, it's not on the agenda. And second of all – this is not within the purview of the power of the city council. If you want to make a statement to the Tribune after a meeting, fine. But during these meetings, your job is budget and policy, not micromanaging whether there's barricades outside. So dial it all back, though. So to me, you hide stuff when you have something to hide. There's nothing to hide there in the body camera video. 
when you go back to the tribute, I, I mean, I ask you from a common sense perspective, and I say this as a resident of would I give the body camera video to the Eagle Tribune? Would, wouldn't I try to not get it publicized? Right, but if, if you was, give it, but if you give it to Jim McCarty, the Tribune's yeah. going to have it four minutes later. You no, know that. But I gave it to the Tribune. Is my point. I I don't have any problem with Council McCarty, Council Saber, Council Samad, anybody looking at it. That's not the issue. They didn't ask for it, mm -hmm. right? Yet a story appears below me ripping them, right? Which I knew it would because they knew what was going to come. Because they have to stop. They have to let me voice my opinion during the council meetings. Yeah. This Zoom thing is not. Not a good forum for city council meetings, if you ask me. Right. Because it's too controlled an environment. So if you go back and you look at the cuts that they made, right, they're political in nature. And I'm going to point out just a couple. So they cut the position from my office. And I, I, I submit, I, I'm giving the city of Methuen 24-7, seven days a week. I got people calling me morning, noon, and night. My trash didn't get picked up. The leaves are here. The bushes are over here. And that's the simple stuff, Right. To think that, you know, we've got the luxury of a position that has existed in the office for over 25 years, right? But they're claiming you made that position up. That's like, this not is, true. That's their narrative. That's not that, true. They've said it at public meetings so, that so, you invented that yeah. position and that it never yeah, existed and somebody before. Somebody on Facebook said I made the job up and paid him 97 grand. Right. Paper won't refuse ink. The truth is the truth. The job was always there. The person who was there in Major Juga's administration is collecting unemployment. That's a fact. Mm -hmm. The job has been filled for 25 years, right? Yep. Yet we use the, COVID, oh, COVID's going to cost us. Okay. If we need to cut that position, then we need to cut some council funding too. Right. Absolutely. Right? That's, that's my position. Right. We, we've got to take a harder look at some other things. Yep. And then the one that bothered me even more than that. Really? More than that? More than that All is right. the assistant solicitor job. Right. Because on live TV, a counselor black, tried to blackmail me. Right. If you agree to give this position to us, so it reports to us, we'll fund the position. Where's the indignation? Right. Right? The position exists today and reports into the mayor. Takes her day-to-day -day direction from the solicitor. There's no problem there. Mm -hmm. I don't tell her, don't do what the solicitor said, do this. What's the issue? Right. And the comparison they use is, well, we lost the city auditor when we got the CAFO. You hired a fiscal analyst. Right. You don't need a... You don't need a that person should be meeting every week with the CAFO, right. talking about what questions you have. Instead, what happens is all the councils email the CAFO constantly, and she does her very best to answer the questions. She does a great job. She's, she's a dedicated employee she who seems, takes more seems, crap than she should have she to. She seems very frustrated by the politics. She is. Yeah. She is. I've had to talk her off the ledge a couple times. I bet. Right, but uh, it's so, hard to do your job when you've got people who are trying to micromanage everything you do, even when their job yeah. has nothing to do with micromanaging what you do. Right. So the assistant solicitor position got cut. Okay. Yeah. I'm awake and alert. I have a response, and it will be delivered Monday night. Excellent. Can you give us a preview? Can you give us no. a hint? No. No. No hints. It's something I'm going to like. Though. I, want, I can see from the smile oh, yeah. on your face. Mayor, I have a question as like yeah. just a regular Joe Schmo. Yeah. Yeah. So if they move the assistant city solicitor job under the council. Yeah. Where is the mayor's office supposed to get there? So, are, so would they Dana, up your uh, legal expense then to go outsource it? I love how you think. So, so, so the answer, <laughs> it's like having a dog. You know, <laughs> um, exactly. So the amount I, of legal issues that occur, Jaina, on a day-to-day -day basis at the city level that have to be answered is just staggering. Right. Property disputes, employee issues, 
I mean, I could go on and on. It's nonstop. But you have to look at the checks and balances as well, right? Right. So if you have the assistant city solicitor and the solicitor under the council, for what reason do they want that position there? Just to corroborate what the solicitor is going to say? Yeah. Uh, It it doesn't make any sense. Right. No check and balance. And, And so the other thing, Jana, is when you look at it from an overall... So forget the budget hearings. Go back a couple months. That same certain council who attacks me on spending attacked me on the spending for outside legal services. Right. Who brings in the outside legal services, he said? Not the, the mayor. The council. The council. Right. right. Right? So the money we're spending on the superiors issue is my fault because they decided it's just so I've got a response you to You know that. why they do this? They do this because they know that the average person watching doesn't know any any better. They don't know the difference. Well, they believe what they hear. And so they know they're going to believe what they hear, so they purposely put in so, false so information. It's true. There's, there's a story I want to say related to this. So the other story, and I'm going to say Council Saber is the one who tells the story. He keeps telling a story that he knows to be false. And which so story So let's is talk that? about the chief of staff. And oh, I love Let's talk about this. how I selected her. Yes. So. Um, who is... By the way, probably one of the most above-board people yeah. that I've ever met, yeah. who wouldn't take that position if there were any. And an attorney. And, so, an attorney. and an attorney. So, so let's talk about So um, I'm a big believer, and I'm going to say this, that you surround yourself with diversity. Mm-hmm. She thinks differently than I do. And that's a good thing because it makes me question, so why is she thinking that way? You don't surround yourself with people who think the same way you do because that's how yes-men right. get involved. Mm-hmm. Right. So I selected her shortly after the election. They got wind of it. I went to the city solicitor, and I asked for written opine. He demurred and suggested I go elsewhere. I went elsewhere. I went to KP Law, not Darren Klein. One of the managing partners is a charter law expert, and I talked to her for a half hour. And by the way, the city didn't pay for it. The the mayor-elect paid for it out of his pocket. Right, and she issued an opinion to me on November twenty seventh. I have the email. Ooh, hope we don't hope we don't lose. I'm afeard. Uh, yeah. Is that thunder? Yeah, yeah that was thunder. So November twenty seventh, opine from KP Law from a charter law expert. Certain city council members from the last city council still wanted to interrupt my process and determine who I would pick to work with me. Mm-hmm. And continued to press the solicitor. He issued an opine, a written opine. Which was wrong, by the way. I read Regardless, it. Regardless. It, he's just wrong. He issued it on my birthday, is the point I'm making out. December 13th. November 27th, KP Law rules. December 13th, the solicitor rules. What's the story that's told? The mayor got a no, so he shopped it around. Right. That's just not true. Right. I had the yes all the time, and they knew it. Right. But the, so in that case, a second opinion is bad. Yep. But then when the police officer that was accused of abusing his authority by pulling his gun, yeah. and they didn't like the answer that they got from that investigation, yep. now they want a second opinion. So second opinions yeah. are good yeah. when they don't get the answer that they like. Yep. I always say people accuse you of what they themselves are doing, and it seems like they're accusing you of this because that's exactly what they're doing. Yeah. Like I said... Whether it's two, 18 months from now or, you know, three and a half years. Because I don't even know, you know, I had one of the, the gang of 25 from Facebook accuse me that I'm running already. They don't know what they're talking about. Mm-hmm. You're going to live one of my days. Mm-hmm. 
I haven't, I haven't even thought about. I, I got so much to do in these first two years. There's a lot to be done. Right. You look at the cuts that were made. I cut 8% out of the budgets that the department submitted to me. The council cut 0.3%. And they cut it entirely from three departments. Lest I forget the $2 they cut from DPW. And right, I'm not talking right. 2200 right. $2 right. from That'll DPW. Help. Yeah, I, I well, Steve Saban's son works for DPW, so I, I would imagine they're yeah, not going to be, they're not gonna be cutting a lot of that he stuff. He abstained. He abstained. Yeah, but it doesn't matter. His colleagues know that his son works there. They're not going to cut that budget. I actually went to the director yesterday and said, here's the two bucks. Look <laughs> <laughs> free on me. Right? So, so uh, long and short of it is, um, be truthful. Talk about why you're doing it. Mm-hmm. You have political differences with some of the people. There's still this narrative that, you know, uh, I'm the puppet of a former mayor, mm-hmm. right? That's not true. She, if you talk to her today, I haven't talked to her since election night. Yeah, but her husband's in your office influencing so everything what? that you do. That's, that's, their, that's their narrative. So, so he thinks very differently than I do. Very differently. Mm-hmm. Just like the thing about J- Jana. It's, you don't surround yourself with people who think you, he has a specific task that is going to be a problem for me when he loses his job, right? And that's the reality of it. You're not making cuts to save money. You're making cuts that are going to impede the progress in the city. Right. And so to mm-hmm. the citizens, I turn and say, when do you say enough is enough? We thought the citizens did that in the last election. We yeah. thought they said in the last election, we don't want any more of this insider stuff. Yeah. We're sick and tired of the conflicts of interest that Steve Saber has. And by the way, Jim McCarty can pretend he doesn't have a conflict of interest because his stepfather officially isn't married to his mother, but they live in the same house. They have dinner at the same dinner table. It's a conflict. And, and it might not legally technically be a conflict. It's still a conflict. It's still an appearance of a conflict. And yet here we are after the, after the voters in November finally said, after years and years of insider dealing, we're done with the conflicts, we're done with the agendas, we want people that are going to just go in there and vote what's best for the city and forget the agendas. And here we are, six months, well, and I guess six months into the new seven, term and nothing has changed. Seven. Don't jip me Six, about. seven. Seven. Um, so, but I want to be careful here because, uh, you know, I work for the citizens of Methuen. So... Um, and I, I say candidly, I look them in the eyes and say, every decision I make, I, I make, you know, with the right intent, right? Doesn't mean everybody's going to agree with me, right? And you have a right to disagree because you're a citizen of the town of Methuen. But I've got skin in the game. I own a house in the city. I pay taxes in the city, right? I think enough of the city to cut my own salary more than 25%, right? This is about making the city move forward putting things behind us. This is not about playing politics. Right? I'm still, and I'm still and so if you, want to, if you want to grade me, okay, you know, uh, I get a low score for being a politician. I'm not a good politician. No. I'm trying, though. <laughs> I'm trying to get you to think a little bit more political. Well, I'm going to wear one of those hard. Western masks yeah, yeah. to the Monday I menu. still have people, even after everything you just said. It might intimidate them. <laughs> <laughs> even after everything you just said. Yeah. We still have people on, on this feed making comments. I'm just going to read this one. Mayor, you made that position up. The job never existed. You hooked up your best friend. That's false. That's a false narrative. Yep. It's, so, a, it's so, a lie. Because so it's, you're it's, buying it's, what they're it's, hearing. It's, it's, it's provably false. That's, that, is a, that is a lie. Right. It's, it, it, I didn't make the position up. Go look it up. There was an executive assistant to the mayor position that was there for over 25 years. Right. Don't take my word for it. Go look at it. Look at the facts and data. 
research, do your job. Yeah. Before you, right? Somebody, uh, one of the guys was out there saying, paying them 97K. If you're going to do it, at least get his salary right. Right. They, they cut the right salary, 78000 That's his salary. Let me ask you this. Because I was I was going to ask you this next week, but maybe it was a good time to maybe tease it. Uh-oh. So you hired Tom Lucia to be your uh, what's the official title? Well, are you talking about position or so this is where they what's his official title? Like he's what? the director of strategic initiatives. Okay, so his job was to bring in businesses, Correct. and then and then COVID hit, and I'm sure during that three months he wasn't bringing new businesses in because mm-hmm. everything was closed. No. Nope. So did you repurpose him? Was he doing other things to yeah. help? And, and can you show some kind of productivity Absolutely. out of that? Absolutely. Because I think if you could do that to the counselors, even though they're probably not going to ask you to. Nobody asked me. No, I know, but they, because they don't want the answer. But I think if you can somehow find a way to work it in when you're talking to the counselors, that would help you with the public. So he's done, so I, I don't want, he's done something on the business side. So I don't want, And I talked about it once on the show, if you look back a couple months ago. We brought, he's brought in people to look at the back end of the PMA property. Mm-hmm. Right? That's important, right? Yep. I'm afraid to leave here now when I hear well, you're that. Stuck. Yeah, yeah, it's um, You know, he's been working um, a significant potential investor in the downtown square. Right. Right, for four or five properties. That's important stuff for this city. Right? Very important stuff. Yeah. Um, By the way, why do you, why do you, I watch them, I watch Mike Samad, and he did apologize afterwards, which I love. I love that he did that. But I, I watched city councilors attack the police chief, yeah. who works for you, not them. Yep. And I saw the police chief shrug his shoulders and look into the Zoom cam and say, hey, are you going to let them get away with talking to me like that? Yeah, but he apologized for and it. He get off mute. You, I, I, I agree. You have to get off mute. I, I, I agree. And it was good that he apologized twice, by the way. He apologized twice, and that was great of him. I only saw it once. Um, but he's not the only one that does it. McCarty does it. Sabre does it. Uh, Jessica does it. Borogod does it. Yeah. Um, at one point, are you just going to kind of... I don't know, but blow have, up. But have, at what point are you going to put it right. to them and say, "Listen, this guy works for me. He's a department head. Yeah. You stop talking to him disrespectfully." So it, it's uh, to me to be professional. Um, you don't respond a lot to that. Yeah. Right. It, it, you're if you you know I had an incident where um, if you remember related to the external audit mm-hmm. where Council Saber made an integrity question yes. and yeah. I lost my and I regret that. You shouldn't. I do. You need to do that more. No, that's not professional. You know what, though? When they push and they push and they push and they push, if you don't do that, you come across as weak, and then they exploit that and they do it more. I don't think anybody who knows me thinks I'm weak. Yeah, yeah I disagree with that, too, right. just from watching. You know, I, I got to bring up my dad, too. He never lost his cool, no. and I don't, I don't think I don't perceive mm-hmm. that as weak, right? Mm-hmm. I perceive that as, you know, the last mayor... To be fair, lost his cool all the time. All the time, right? And stop going to the meeting. As right. a school committee member, I didn't appreciate that dialogue. Right. Right. You know, I think I think you garner more respect keeping right. your cool. I know you have to go. Do you want to wrap up with anything? And uh... no, I just uh, uh, my appeal is to the citizen. So the to the person saying I made up the position, you're wrong. Respectfully, yep. you're wrong. Yep. So I can name the person who was in the job under Mayor Jujuga, Maria Siniotis. That's a fact. Was it a different name, Mayor? Was it the same? It was under the no, same name. No, it was. Uh, she was the last year. There was. Uh, it, it was executive same title, as, executive assistant to the mayor. So they have always. My point is, there's always been four positions here. What I've done is refocus him on specific areas of need for Methuen. For what? So you who need could argue, here? right, with our tax rate on businesses? We need. You know, he's got the job to do a business symposium. Now, couldn't do that during COVID, right? But he's been working with several people to get that together. 
right? Because it's important that mm -hmm. businesses understand. We got the CDGB grants for $400,000, great news, uh, which we're going to give out in $10,000 clumps to small businesses that apply in Methuen, right? That's a good thing, right? Um, that's the kind of thing we need to do more of. We need to do less splitting the hair here and focusing on, you know, the issues that we have as a community and how we address them and move forward. That's, that's the issue in front of us. Put the politics aside. Agree to disagree on certain things. It doesn't mean you agree on everything. Mm -hmm. But move the city forward. People, people but when don't, don't want to But when you don't have honest brokers at the table, yeah. when you have people at the table who say it's about one thing, but we all know it's really about something else, yeah. how do you negotiate with someone who's not dealing in good faith? How, yeah. do you, how do you work with someone that's not an honest broker in the conversation? Yeah, I guess I look at that council and I look at um, you know, the number of people that voted against the assistant solicitor position and the people that voted to remove that position from my office. And it's it's a slap in the face. Mm -hmm. I won't lie to you. Yeah. Right? Eight people voted to remove that position from my office. As citizens, I just don't get it. That's and if the guy's name was Joe Blow, none of that would have happened. But because he's Sharon Pollard's husband, he's got to go because they hate Sharon Pollard. And by the way, I still don't understand why people hate Sharon Pollard so much. Yeah. Her and I, her, her politics and mine are the exact opposite. I'm a yeah. Trump guy. She's a Hillary yeah, guy. Tom, that's also to say. But she's a Hillary guy? Yeah. <laughs> Who thinks Hillary woman? Yeah, thank you. Well, I, Democrats don't believe in gender, so it's fluid. You can use, <laughs> you can use whatever you want. You can use whatever you want now. That's but Tom, new... who's to say too? So the people are insinuating that. Sharon is influencing her husband, who is then influencing the mayor. It's like yeah. a telephone game. Right, right. My husband and I don't agree politically mm -hmm. all the time. Mm -hmm. I mean, to say that, that Tom Lucier is going to be our cop and copy of everything his wife mm -hmm. believes in, too, is just absurd. Mm -hmm. Well, no, for 40 years as an executive at Raytheon, I submit, and I, I wasn't calling Sharon Paul every day saying, what do you think I ought to do about this? Right, right. right? That's just not who I am. I just, I still don't get the hatred for Sharon Pollard. Yeah. Again, our politics are opposite. And we don't agree on politics. But she was a great mayor. She left the city with money left over. Yeah. There was no two and a half increase. You didn't have crazy contracts for the police department. You were none, out of the none, news. Right. All the things that are happening, all the things that have happened in the last four years, none of it happened under Sharon Pollard. Sharon Pollard left the city in pretty good shape. Hey, let's say two there, huh? Oh, all right, two. <laughs> I, we, we, we always, we exempt, we always yeah. exempt Mr. Z. I agree with everything Jana says. Uh, clearly. Yeah. <laughs> From now on, so uh, I'll make my request to you through her. Absolutely. Yeah. I could never say no. Yeah. So I'm looking forward to the, the scholarships. Yes. I'm super excited. Even my ex-wife volunteered to contribute to my Really? You, yeah. you, know what, you know what's funny about her? Yeah. She, she, I use her as an example. People who come on Facebook and they savage me but don't know me. Yeah. And then get to know me. Yeah. Usually end up becoming my best friends. Yeah. She's one of them. She yeah. started off attacking me, and I was no good. She was and, right. And then, and, but then we started having conversations. <laughs> but then she saw his bandana, right? Right, right. Then she said, "Whoa!" This but then we started having, hold up the stage. But coach. then we started having <laughs> we started having conversations without attacking each other, yeah. and now we're good friends. Yeah. And I think a lot. It's a, very easy for people to attack you. When they don't know you. When they don't know you, right. And I you're not that. in the room. And yeah. I said this to DJ Borgard. DJ posted something on Facebook a few weeks ago that said, I wonder why Chief Solomon spent X number of dollars on this. And I posted underneath it, well, DJ, why don't you just pick up the phone and call him and ask him? Because I just did. And, well, that would be inside dealing. Oh, give me a break. You guys are coordinating. Now, Who's going to make the motions now, before a meeting? Now, before I, before I leave, I'm, and I'm ready to get ready to leave, um, You're going to leave in this, man? I got to go get my footy looked at. All right. Um, you know, one of the cops in the police department, the head scratcher, I submit. Training. To. Now, forget the training. We haven't bought a new, new police cruiser since 2017. Forget the Tahoe story, right? So 
2017, our line cruises have 96,000 plus miles on them. The lowest one is 96,000 miles. We had 140,000 in the maintenance because we spent 130,000 in maintenance this year. I had a discussion on the floor the other night. They'll drive them less, so there'll be less maintenance. I was <laughs> no. like, I, I just don't get this. No. When cars get older, you don't maintain them less. You maintain them mm -hmm. more. Right. Right? So we spent actually 130000 We put in a budget of 140. It's one of the few categories I upped. Mm -hmm. And they said, no, we're cutting it to 100000 Now, fast forward... Nine months. We're going to end up having to do transfers from someplace. We're going to stand in front of city council. They're going to say, well, why are we doing, why didn't we think of this? And I'm going to say, well, we did. Right. Right? But you guys cut it. Right? Old cars don't get cheaper to maintain. Just doesn't happen that way. Right. Your payment gets lower. Your maintenance gets higher. That's the law of life. Right? Mm -hmm. It is what it is. One question on your way out the door. Yeah. The city council has had, by my count, at least three illegal meetings. Why haven't you filed a complaint with the Ethics Commission? Why haven't you filed a complaint with the, with the Attorney General's office that this council... Who that, says I haven't? That has, I, I am tell, I'm saying you haven't. Because I, I, I have friends over at both of those places, and I, yeah. I, I was ready to file a report. I, I said, I'm going to file a report. I want to see if anybody else has, and I was told nobody else had. So, all right. Mom's the word. All right. Thank I don't you know for coming, the, Mayor. I don't know about the three meetings. Yeah. Well, they had the one meeting that was supposed to be on a Monday, and they just decided to make it a Tuesday. They didn't yeah. properly post it. You had the illegal executive session um, where they wasn't posted, and they just went into executive session. And then you had that meeting at the beginning of the year. Which was the illegal executive session? When they didn't post it. They went into executive session. I don't remember that one. All right. Is that I, recently? I have, all, I have all the dates. Yeah, I'd say within the last month. I'm aware of that one. Yeah. There'll be yep. more to come out, and the people will agree with what we did there. Okay, excellent. Mayor, anything else? Like you want to yell at anybody? Or no, I never. We need I, something explosive. Never, we need some, some great uh, news. Yeah, take off the gloves, Mayor. I, yeah. I, lo I love being here with the vice chair. She should be on my show all the time. Listen, if I could follow her around every day, I would. Yeah. Well, I feel like I'm sitting stalking, in between two ping pong balls. I was, I'm a good friend of her husband, so and I got I asked him, and he said I could have. Yeah, yeah I, he doesn't mean it. He does. <laughs> He does. I said, listen, we'll swap. I'll talk to him about that later. I'm dating five women. I'll trade my five for Jana. And he I said, said he I said, was worth more than five. He said yes. Uh, so did what, you tell him you'd give him the five? I did. Yeah, uh, what, what time is the he was stage in. coach coming? <laughs> <laughs> all right. I didn't come here to be made sport off. All right. Okay. It's good to see you. So, good to see you. I'll see you. All right. You. Thank you. Hey, what, see you Monday, let's talk about Borelli's okay. Deli for a minute. Can we pull that up? Look at those meats. I, it's, uh, I go into Borelli's Deli and sometimes I just stare at the meats like I'm in love. Look at those things. And it's all fresh every single day. Uh, you go into uh, Borelli's Deli. You can get some great meats to bring home and make sandwiches. The, the sausages are amazing. Um, the Neapolitan sandwich, Tom. Really? You know what that is? No. The cutlet with prosciutto, fresh mozzarella, and roasted red peppers. I don't know what any of that means, but I'm going to agree with everything she just said. Um, and the tortellini is actually pretty good. So if you get a chance to go uh, get some tortellini and some of the some of the meats at Brelly's Deli. And, and tell Don Smirgler we sent you. He loves to hear that. He loves to hear that you saw his ad on Facebook. And he loves to hear that uh, we talked about him on the show. He likes to hear you say, this town ain't big enough. 
All right, go, 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 go worry about COVID now. We're all going to die he's from the going COVID. He's going to get a bandana. I'm telling you, the next time we see him, he's going to pick one up. All right, very good. Fair enough. Look at that. Look at those. I mean, it's just amazing. He's still looking at the meats. You know what? I was there before I came here. And now that I've seen that again, now I've got to go back and I'm going to pick up a bunch of stuff. I just realized that like four more things I want to pick up at Borelli's Deli. I love Borelli's Deli. So um, with me now is uh, two school members of the Methuen School Committee. We didn't get a chance to talk about the schools with the mayor. He's going to be here next week for the Methuen Mayor's Report. Um, but we do have with us uh, Jaina Zani Pesci, my soulmate. And uh, and when when are we going to start doing poker games again? I mean, COVID's done now. I mean, the whole world has gone. The whole world has gone back to normal, and we're still not having our weekly games. Listen, I will I will tell you this: whether you agree with the COVID numbers or not. Certain things, and the mayor touched on it, right, you're, I'm just not willing to take a chance with. So when you have members of your family with a compromised immune system, for me personally, it's not a chance I'm willing to take. Right. So it's it's tough. It's 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 out of my comfort level. Well, Slowly I'm moving back okay. towards right. some sort of norm. Can, then, can, can we just go out for lunches? Because I'm just seeing you once a week. Yeah, we'll stay six feet apart or, or like four feet. All right. And we're good. All right. Deal? All right. And to her left, to your right, is uh, Ryan DiZoglio. Uh, he's a newly elected member of the school committee. We had him here a couple weeks ago with Joe uh, Silverio from Four Star Lighting. Now, Joe was supposed to be here today, and he called me this morning, and he said, listen, I just want to let you know as a heads up, I just got back from Florida. I know I'm supposed to quarantine, but if you're okay, I'll still come. And I said, well, Neil Perry's coming. And he's like, well, you know what? I'll, I'll wait till next week because, you know, Neil's health is, we all know Neil's health isn't that great and he didn't want to take a chance. So thank you, Tim, for that, for, uh, for biting the bullet on that today. He offered. Um, but you so, have the mayor, myself, and Ryan. Right. You're good. I have you. That's and all I really cared awesome, about. Everything but... else is just window dressing as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> You know, the mayor's here just here for ratings. You're here to entertain me. That's so I don't, I don't get ratings. That's great. Are you, are you kidding? <laughs> Look, we've got like 185 people watching live now just because of you. Oh, God help. Right? <laughs> so the, the mayor was just here. I didn't get a chance to ask him, um, are, are there going to be raises anywhere in the school department while we're cutting because of COVID? Because I'm hearing that there are raises going out while people are losing their jobs. I'm not hearing that. Are you hearing that, Ryan? I'm not hearing that. No. And also, also, we haven't lost any jobs. We Yet. 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 I don't want to keep touting that either because, mm. you know, we don't know what's going to come down from the state. We went to our unions and we asked for wage freezes. Mm -hmm. And during that meeting, you know, we even asked the mayor and we said, and, and we wanted to make sure because these teachers and stuff who, who confide in us, they want to make sure that it's not just the school side that's, that's uh, bearing the brunt of all these cuts, right? Bearing the brunt of giving up their, their hard, you know, COLA increases and stuff. And the mayor said right then and there, and I'll never forget, he said, listen, I'm not asking anybody to do what I wouldn't do myself. And I applaud him mm -hmm. because not only did he give up any sort of raise, he took, what do you say, a 25% mm -hmm. cut in his salary. Mm -hmm. So now at least I can look at those unions mm -hmm. who saved our school system. Let's be honest. They saved our school system. And I don't think they get the due credit. How did they do that? If they didn't take that wage freeze, when you look at all those budgets we had, Ryan, you can back me up on this, right? Yep. There was a million dollars that was factored into that. That million dollars came from those unions taking those giving up their increases mm -hmm. for the year, okay? So if they didn't do that, we would have been a million plus behind. Where would that million have come from? We don't know, but I'll tell you, it would be a lot different. Mm -hmm. You would have had a lot more parents 
up in arms, and, and there would have been a lot of horrible cuts coming down. Are you level funding this year's budget to last year? Because last year, you guys were in the red. The city had to borrow money to pay for the school's overspending, and then they gave you more money while they were cutting cops. And I still don't understand that. I still understand Steve Sabe's thinking on that. Well, that was two years ago, right? So, oh, that was wasn't two, last okay. year. That was the year My before. My time frames are always off because yeah. I don't sleep. So every day goes into the next. But but they 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 were they were in the red, and they didn't level fund their budget. They asked for more money. The city council gave the borrowed four million dollars to pay off the debt and gave them another. I think it was one point seven million while they're cutting cops. Who, by the way, their budget was level funded. And so I'm wondering if this year you're coming back with a level fund. I want to see a level funded budget in the schools. I think there's a lot of a lot of fat in the school department budget. Mm -hmm. here's, here's, I know you guys say no. But. No, no. Here's here's the problem with level funding. Right? We are level funding this year. We had to. Um, the the problem with level funding when you look at the school side is if you don't. I mean, if there's fat, maybe I haven't found it. I'd love to. Um, but when you look at level funding. On the educational side, you can't renegotiate, let's say, you know, um, special needs transportation. Mm -hmm. You can't renegotiate certain things that inevitably go up every single year. So a level-funded budget is actually putting us right out the get-go mm -hmm. at a deficit. Right. That's what I'm looking for. I'm looking for you guys to do some cuts. Well, I'm watching the cops get cut. I'm watching DPW take a huge cut. But again, our teachers and our staffing, not only the teachers, I'm saying the teachers, but the teachers along with most of the other unions. Um, I think there was only one that didn't, but... Yeah, the Paris. Yep, but all the unions took a pay, their freeze. pay freeze. Mm -hmm. So we, we evaded those cuts we would have had to make. Mm -hmm. So, you know, when I look, I'm not going to just cut, make arbitrary cuts just to show that I'm cutting. They made their sacrifice. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to fight for those positions, and I know you feel the same way. I, I do. I, and I was here with um, Joe, and I discussed that with you. In the, and I even said, prepare for the city side, because they didn't take a pay freeze. They've done furloughs right now. If I'm correct, they were doing mm -hmm. their furlough days. But they didn't take a, a union freeze. So even the mayor said it in both the city council and school committee meetings, whoever doesn't take a freeze is going to experience cuts. Except DPW. Apparently. Apparently. Yeah, right, because Steve Saber's son works there. Yeah. Well, we don't know that. I don't. Again, that's the city side. I'm worried about the school side. It's okay, I'll play bad cop. I'm, I'm okay you, with that. You and again, okay we'll that. let you. We'll let yeah. you with that bandana. All right. I'm gonna pick up the slack oh for the mayor. God. <laughs> yeah, these I, people. I should have just <laughs> taken it off the first time they said it. <laughs> yeah. Um. So when you were here last, Ryan, mm -hmm. we got a tip. It was just breaking while we were on the air that the one of the principals at the high school had posted online. Um, on the school website and had emailed students, not parents, which is where I had the problem, mm -hmm. uh, to encourage them to come to a Black Lives Matter rally. Mm -hmm. I was outraged. You didn't have anything to say about it because it was just breaking at the time. You mm -hmm. didn't know. We now know who the principal was. I'm not even going to mention who he is because it's not really about him. I understand he's a great guy. I have lots of friends who think this guy is the salt of the earth. They think he walks on water and he might. However, I'm concerned about the indoctrination of our children by educators who are almost all left-leaning. They all have a political agenda. Mm -hmm. And I wonder if there would have been outrage in Methuen if that principal had posted, Donald Trump's having a rally in Manchester, New Hampshire next Friday. I encourage all of the students to participate in civic engagement and go to the Donald Trump rally. I wonder if he'd still have his job. So I think... I think <laughs> I think you're you're hitting the nail on the head, but in a really you know Tom Duggan sort of way. Well, that's that's why I have this show. So, 
kind of like what I do here. The way I look at that whole thing uh, unfolding, you know, extract the politics from it. Extract the matter of what was actually put on the um, website. And I have a problem with that mm-hmm. because, you know, I understand that especially especially with the um, Black Lives Matter, you know, there's a lot of passion surrounding it. There's a lot of people who feel very passionately about it. But again, when you take something political and people call it social, it's not. It's a political. It's political. It's it, it just It has to, right? right? It has to be. So when you take something political and you broadcast it on a school website, now, what you the said. schools are endorsing it. But what you said makes sense because now you have to do it for all right. political matters. I don't think, you know, people were, were screaming for, you know, they wanted this person fired. Mm. And I, I think that's a little bit of an overkill. Mm. Um, I think it was poor judgment because maybe that person got, again, maybe they did feel passionately about that and felt like it was something important. But he paid no price, so it's going to happen again. The, the mayor defended him, the school committee yeah. defended him, the superintendent defended him, everybody defended him, and then it went away. And I just think if that had, if he had put up, come to the Donald Trump rally, A, it would not have gone away. There would have been people yelling and screaming at public participation week after week after week because the people on the other side are much more vocal. But it's not going to go away yeah. because... I actually, for the last month, have been talking to constituents teachers and people within the community and me and Jaina are actually putting a policy together to um, determine of how emails are distributed. Mm-hmm. Um, supposedly uh, uh, I got a message from the superintendent today saying there was a policy already in place. We haven't seen it yet though. But I haven't seen that. So, and again, I, I, I don't want to take away from superintendent Kwong. She's doing a lot with the reopening process mm-hmm. this week. Because it has to be due by July 31st. Mm-hmm. So if anybody also, while I'm on your show, if anybody wants to tune in to the Methuen reopening meeting, that's July 30th at 630. Okay. So all the models will be in place and the plan will be issued and I'm pretty sure we're voting on are that. Are the kids going to go back to school? Is it going to be one of these ridiculous, half the kids are going, half the kids are staying home? You, you'll have to tune in on that Thursday Come meeting. on. We, we want, we because want, we, we don't want, know. Oh, yeah, Everything, yeah. We're, every, we're waiting. We're it's, waiting. It's all the CDC, too. CDC could change its regulations next well, week. Well, and DESE, too. And right. DESE. Right. So, but there is, we are discussing, Jana and I have discussed, but... You know, this is a, a very sensitive matter that we wanted to make sure, especially me, when I brought before I brought it to Jaina, was to do my research to see what were people so upset about. And what I came to a compromising agreement with myself and the residents, and hopefully can get it passed through the school committee, is how the email was distributed to students before parents. Right. Especially Not during- before parents, instead of parents. Instead, yeah, without yeah. ever giving right. it to yeah. I mean, that was, to me, it was, he was, tr- he purposely didn't want the parents to know what these kids were doing, and he went directly to the kids. And I, I've walked through the schools. I've walked through your schools, the Lawrence schools, the North Andover schools. I'm horrified by what I hear in those classrooms, in mm-hmm. all of them. Mm-hmm. I hear them talking about Donald Trump, and he's a Nazi. Donald Trump's not a Nazi, but if that's your political opinion, keep it at home. You're there to teach these kids math, science, English, social studies, and not your political opinions. And I hear it. I walked by. I was, I was, I was in a Methuen school. I won't say which one. I walked by. It was a physics class. And they were talking about Donald Trump. And I said to the person walking me through the building, 
are you effing kidding me? That's a physics class? And they said, yeah, it's a, it, these teachers do it in every class that they have. They, they just do it in every class. And I don't think that's fair. I think yeah. that children, the students should draw their own political mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. uh, beliefs. And also, I think it was important, too, when we looked at the policy that Ryan's talking about, that um, we extract, again, the political nature out of it, right? It's not about the Black Lives Mo- Movement. It's not about Donald Trump rallies. Right. It's about if anything is non-school sanctioned or non-city sanctioned, can we or can we not promote it on the website, you know, as someone who has access to that? Mm-hmm. And who is it going to go to right. if they do? I can't even imagine walking through a school five years ago. And I, and I walk through the schools all the time for other reasons, but I can't even imagine five years ago walking through the school and hearing any teacher ever say, Barack Obama's a, a Nazi. Barack Obama wasn't born in this country. He's, he's, he was born in Kenya. Whatever the, the narrative against Barack Obama was, I've never once heard a public educator badmouth Barack Obama, but boy, they go after Donald Trump. And again, it's not about Donald Trump. It's about, we all know most educators are left-leaning. Fine, but keep it at home. Kids are generally liberal anyway. Kids are by nature of being a kid. You're, mm-hmm. you're a dumb kid. You think, you know, you, you have pie <laughs> in the sky. You have, you have pie in the sky ideas about the way the world is because you haven't lived yet. Mm-hmm. And then when you have teachers reinforcing that, uh, it, just, it just bothers me. Look, if they want to have a Black Lives Matter rally and kids want to go on their own, that's fine. I don't want the schools encouraging it. If they want to go to a Donald Trump rally, that's fine. I don't want the schools encouraging it on either one. So uh, last time I was here, I was kind of like – not discussing that matter, but I'm I'm starting to agree, especially with a lot of parents that I have talked to, and they go, Ryan, I really want to tell you my emphasis on it. It goes, listen, I'm um some parents that I talked to were absolutely diehard liberals, and they even said, I want my kid to make up their own mind. Right. And if what and not all liberals or all conservatives are the same. Right. So certain views, some parents were telling me that I don't. I support it, but I don't want my kids involved in certain things. Right. You don't want them force-fed yeah, political right. opinions. Like, and also, that's my job as a parent. They're going to get plenty of that in college. I just hope that up I, until they get there, the teachers can focus on doing their job. Math, science, mm-hmm. history. The, the basics, because I, I look, these kids come in my office all the time applying for a job. Mm-hmm. And they don't know... The Constitution. We're not even teaching the Constitution. Mm-hmm. They don't know that hate speech is not an exemption to the First Amendment. Mm-hmm. They think that it is. And, and I ask them where they're learning it, and they're learning it in school. They think that, that, that the Second Amendment is not an absolute, that, that, that the government should be able to take away guns if they look scary. Mm-hmm. And that's a political view that some people hold, but they're not being taught the basics of the Constitution in those, in those classrooms. Mm-hmm. And it's horrifying, but they all know about global warming. They all know about transgender <laughs> bathrooms. They all know about abortion, but they can't read a traditional clock. And I want, the, I want the public schools to go back to doing what they were doing 20 years ago. Give the kids the basics. Stop indoctrinating them. How many, how many ki- I look at the product, the product of what you're putting out. How many kids that graduate from Methuen High School can get into a four-year college? Is it 50%? Is it 80%? I don't know what our, I don't know I think, what our last... I think it was... It was I think from what I read was like 70% could... I think it was a little bit less. A little bit um, less. Like but it was remember, cl- some of those people may choose to go another way right, too. Yeah, it's right. not that they couldn't get in. Right. Yeah, it was more like passing-wise. Mm-hmm. I think we were at 70% mm-hmm. of of it. It was... It's just... And then we don't know the basics of who's going to four-year college or two-year college. Or like, they might choose a trade well, Yeah. Why are like kids that? getting social promotions? If a kid fails, the, fails a test, fails his final, doesn't put in the work... They're getting pushed forward anyway, 
And that's just a recipe for disaster when the kid graduates because he doesn't have the tools he needs to, to go through life. Listen, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say something as a parent and not necessarily a school committee member. Um, when we went to remote learning, I had a lot of problems with this, right? Our teachers, I commend them. I can't commend them enough. That was hard. And you know what? Even the superintendent, our administration, no, this was unprecedented, right? Nobody, we were all feeling our way through. Right. The issue I had, if you watch any of the later meetings, is that, you know, I am the type of parent, my child was on every call they had, did every assignment that was done. My children had to get dressed every morning, you know, brush the teeth, wash up, get dressed, come down for my schooling. And then they had their chores after they were done. They had recess, they had lunch, and then they continued, right? And the, the schoolwork, if they finished it, I had my own pile of schoolwork mm, right. for my kids to do. Now, having said that, what's frustrating for me is when you have your child come off you know, the beach or come in from outside and say, listen, it's time for your call right now. You need to get on even though you finished X, Y, and Z. And your kid says, well, I don't need the extra help. No, no, you're going on. And they're one of like two kids on the call, or you see kids lying down in bed. Oh, Joe Schmo, could you, could you sit up? Cause you know, we can't see your face. You're right. in bed. Right. Like what accountability is there? Right. And I'm not saying to leave the kids behind because I get that. Methuen's a working class community, right? Maybe not everybody had the luxury of there's staying a value, home. There's a value of leaving kids behind though. You leave so them behind a grade. Point, right. Because now it's like a snowball effect, right? right? You move everybody forward and you had, again, like my kids, at the end of the day, their teachers were amazing in reaffirming and praising them and, and doing, you know, things to make them feel like they were doing the right things. And I give my particular teachers that the, the, my, my kids had, I give them the credit, mm -hmm. but as a whole, there was, there was no accountability for those kids with the remote learning. Right. There, there really wasn't. And I don't know that there could have been necessarily with the funding we had available and whatever. I'm not blaming nationally, anybody. Nationally, seen and reported, I think yesterday, nationally, that a full 35 to 40% of kids just never tuned in. They, they, they never they never signed in for online learning. They just Once COVID hit, they just disappeared. We don't even know. And they got moved ahead, Tom. Right. So, so now, what are the teachers going to be dealing with in the fall, right? right. What are they going to be dealing with? Now, are you teaching? So my, my sixth grader, right, who's, who's going to be a sixth grader, you know, if he's top of the class and everyone's still in the second semester of, of fifth grade, now are they going to be teaching second semester fifth grade? Right. What's, what's my kid learning? I had uh, surgery my sophomore year of high school. I had back surgery. I was out for almost the whole year. I was in a full body cast. I was, I was just out, right? When I finally went back my junior year, I struggled through my junior year and into my senior year to catch up with kids because now they're talking about math concepts that I don't know because I, I missed it. Like we were supposed to homeschool, but back then yeah. you, know, you did homework, you didn't do homework, nobody checked it. Hmm. Um, it's a little different back then than it was today, but I struggled through my entire junior year and then failed English. And then senior year, I had to take junior and senior year English and pray that I passed them both so I could graduate because I'd missed so much. And I see some of these kids with Lawrence High School, Methuen High School, even North Andover High School, even if they don't pass all their classes, if they don't understand the material, they're still getting pushed forward. And you're, you're not helping that kid. You're not, so would you have been better if think, they left you behind yes, and then you would have, right? Yes, because then I would have had that, that sophomore year foundation of the math stuff that we were doing and the English stuff that we were doing. Once I got to my, my junior year, I at least understood the concepts. But if I don't even understand the directions because I missed that whole year, now I'm really far behind. Like I really struggled hard. I really struggled hard my, my, my junior and into my senior year to the point where my parents were saying novenas that I was going to graduate. Like yeah. they were. 
No, I, I was fortunate. My parents, when they realized that I had a learning disability, they decided to keep me back in first grade. Mm -hmm. So when I moved up here to Methuen, I started first grade over again. Mm -hmm. And but they were trying to push me through. It helped, I bet. But yeah. that's a great point, right? Yeah. You catch it early. Yeah. And then it's not as big right. of a, it's not as, you know, devastating but today, for a kid. But, so so you're agreeing with me, but the Methuen schools are still pushing kids forward with social promotions. How do we stop that? You know, I don't know. And, and, uh, and again, it's the way our school committee, the state puts us. So we're only good for policy and enforcement and budget, just like the council. Is. So make a policy that if so, a kid fails his final, he can't graduate. If the kid doesn't turn in all this stuff, he can't graduate. But the, the thing I would have to look into is, is that our jurisdiction of interfering with day-to-day -day operations. Well, you just make the policy. You just change the policy. Yeah. You know. I mean, hopefully this doesn't happen again, right? Yeah. Hopefully COVID goes away and this doesn't happen again. Mm -hmm. I think we can learn a lot from how this rolled out. I think, you know, a lot of good things kind of came from this. One being even that remote learning, right? We're, we're fine tuning it. But, you know, one of the meetings I, I, I even said, I said, listen, the state has been against us with blizzard bags and stuff. I mean, we live in New England. We always miss days from school that we have mm -hmm. to make up. If we know that we can remote teach from Zoom, why can't they accept that? If it was okay for the last three months, then we should get credited for those days going forward if we have a blizzard and decide to, you know, remote were you, teach or were what you, have you. Were you horrified? Like, so I, I had some Methuen teachers tell me how horrified they were because their kids were learning at home now and they actually got to see some of the material. And they were, they were, they were material, re really mean? unhappy about some of the material that was coming home, whether it was just dumbed down and it was... You mean the parents? Yeah. The parents or the teachers? The the parents were horrified at the at the material that their kid. They finally got a chance to see because their kids are learning at home. The material their kids are learning. That's not the, very unhappy. About that's it. not the teacher's fault, right? This goes back to what we were just yeah, I don't talking know about. Yeah, fault it is. I'm just wondering. Yeah, if, yeah. If, but this this goes back to what we were just talking about. Who are you teaching to? Right. You're teaching. You're always going to mm -hmm. teach to. The dumbest kid in the class. I don't want to say the dumbest, mm, but okay. the, the, the... I'll play bad cop again. No, 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 no. But the, well, the kid who needs the most help in the right. class, right? And this is the problem I have because all the funding we get, all the grant money always goes to the lower 25%, right? right. The failing 25%. And the kids at the top get lost. They get lost. But, they get lost. But to, to go off of the... The, the dumb kid perspective, I was... Don't say dumb kid. There uh, well, are no dumb no, kids. No, there's no... Oh, please. Wait, no, wait a minute. Trust wait a minute. me, there's dumb kids. No, 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 but wait, wait. You can teach anybody. No, 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 wait. And I want people to... I was going to make a joke. I want, living proof. No, I want, I want people at home to... Because people get offended. The reason why I say dumb kid, I was called the dumb kid right. by teachers and staff. But I just want people at home. That's why I'm in my master's program with a 3.7 GPA. So that's... It takes... I think when it comes to that perspective of things it it's not we need to encourage kids to to get to the front of the class and and work harder and mm -hmm. that's what made me become that i hate that perspective of because someone's falling behind they're not intelligent enough right and so that's I'm, why i'm, I'm kind of i'm more concerned with teaching teaching a curriculum that's focused on the kid who is at the bottom and you lose the kids at the top. The so, smart kids get bored and then so they start I'll causing you, trouble. I'll give you the other perspective, mm -hmm. right? I was always at the head of my class. I agree with everything you oh. just said. <laughs> I, you know, I can't get my thoughts out, Tom. So I, I was always at the head of the class. Right. All right. I went through Methuen schools. Not shocked at all. I went through Methuen schools. Mm. Um, you know, I always got all the awards and was always on the honor roll. And you know what I did with my extra time? 
I was, I did the morning announcements. Uh, we had, I went to the Tenney mm-hmm. Middle School at the time. We had WTEN, which was a, a news show that we put on. I was the anchor person for that, right? So we'd go and interview. I had all this free time, right? The academic bowl, but nobody ever pushed my, and I don't blame Methuen Public Schools. I blame public schools. I blame the state. Nobody pushed me. So then when I, you know, thought I was the smartest person in the world, I ended up going to Phillips Academy, right? With the other smartest people in the world. I was nowhere near ready. Right. Nowhere near. Do you have any idea how hard that was coming from Methuen and going there? Mm -hmm. Because I wasn't pushed. I did my work. I met my expectations by public school standards. I was top of the top. Right. Right. And you're still at the very bottom at Phillips. Right? right? The top 1% well, of the world's smartest kids, I was like somewhere in the middle. Right. To, to go off of that, I was getting Bs in algebra in high school, but when I did my assessment test at Northern Essex, they put me back in freshman algebra again because I did not pass it. Right. So I always wondered, I was like, why did I get Bs in algebra if I'm now in college algebra high school level again? Right. And they said, obviously, you're just not ready. So yeah. much of this comes from the state, though, Tom. Right. You know, but we but only you have guys, control over. But you guys things. agree with all of what I'm saying, right? Well, there's very little disagreement here, except maybe the way we put it, right? But if if you guys agree with me, and I would say most school board members probably also agree with me, why isn't the school committee the stopgap? Why aren't you guys the ones? Not just the two of you, but your whole board. Why aren't you guys the ones saying, "Hey, wait a minute, social promotions have to stop. We need a policy for that. We 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 need a policy for." Principals sending stuff out to students that are political. We need to stop this. We need to stop that. You guys aren't just there to do budgets. You're there to do policies. And I'm and I'm just wondering if you guys agree with me. Why? Well, unless you're, unless you're in the, I know you're in the middle of doing one of them, but but I I want to see more proactivity among school board members in every community to say no. The politics has to stop. The social promotions have to stop. The out of state travel has to stop. The other one that we don't have time to go into, but I'll just mention it: professional development. Mm-hmm. I remember sitting on the Lawrence School Committee looking at that professional development line, and it made me insane because we pay the, the teachers to go get educated. We pay them while they're studying. And we pay for their college. And then when they come back, they're at a higher step because they're more educated, so we give them more money in their pay. And then they wait a year, and they go and they apply for a better job that pays five times more somewhere else. And the taxpayers have paid for all of that education for nothing. And it used to make me nuts. We'd have teachers and administrators go off, and they would get, they would get like three steps up when they came back because they'd come back with a master's or a doctorate. And then the next thing I know, we're posting their job because they left to get a better job somewhere with all the education we paid for. Mm. Yeah, I mean, I think Methuen Schools actually has a great longevity rating. I think a lot of the teachers, if anything, um, I get saddened and we just did it, I think I think it was before you came, I don't remember, but we raised the actual salary uh, before all this you know, happened, but we raised the actual um, step increase for the l- people who were on the last step. Because now, listen, I, don't, I, I actually disagree with you on that. I want the teachers to go out and get their master's. I want them to get further education. To make them stay. If you're going to pay for To make them stay. Right. It, but you but gotta, most you of them will. Stay. They leave for other reasons, Tom. We pay pretty well in Methuen, and mm-hmm. some people may disagree with me on that. I don't think people leave. I don't think we're paying so much less that people are like jumping ship. And I've heard from teachers. I mean, we pray pretty well. Mm -hmm. I think they leave a lot of times because of the politics. And I don't want to put this on our current superintendent. And I don't even want to place it all on the last. But the politics (laughs) with the last superintendent was very different. Mm -hmm. These poor teachers, 
every time we don't get a budget approved, they were on the chopping block. Right. Every mm-hmm. time. Imagine living your and life like game. that, Tom. I and mean, it was a game. It was a game because... It was a political move. Right. Because you could have cut a lot of other things right. from that. But you know what? They knew that you can rally up these parents, right? Remember that whole thing? Oh, yeah. they were going to cut art, and they were going to cut and they were gonna gonna, music, and you yeah. had kids up there crying. You get all the parents. Yeah. You had kids up there crying. I used to hate school, and then I got involved in the music program, and it's the only thing that makes me want to go to school anymore, and now they're going to cut it, and it's horrible, and it was all manufactured. It was all theater. It was all theater. And by the way, Steve Saber and, and the city council bought the whole thing. They said, okay, we're going to borrow $4 million, and we're going to give you guys $1.7 million even more, even though you misspent last year. And by the way, we're going to cut the cops. And I just, I'm just i still shaking my head two years later trying to figure out what that but kind of You know thing. that wasn't just like, – I know you, you put Steve Saber on well, the Well, he's spot. the one that made the motion, so but, that's but, why. But Jajuga agreed. I agree. Okay. So, and so did the majority of the city council. Okay. So, I mean, shame on all of them. I, I'm just, but he's the guy leading the charge, so that's why I mentioned him. But you have to look, too, that $1.7, like that $4 million was a deficit, and that was a deficit that – I found out about two months into even getting elected. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay, just for for the sake of argument, um, that one point seven though, and and I'd have to go back and look because now you're pulling on my memory here. But um, that one point seven, it wasn't like they were putting in new positions and doing all this fluff stuff. I'm pretty sure that that was all to level fund to level mm-hmm. fund. Yeah, because because costs go up. Every costs day. go up. Right. So level, like I said in the beginning, level funding for the school isn't level funding. Right. You know, when you look at zero-based budgeting, that's much better than just level funding because you're starting from zero as opposed to just mm-hmm. starting from what you are and then seeing what increases you have. You know, I wish everybody, uh, I don't know if the city side did it, but I wish everybody did a zero-based budget because you start from zero, right? Right. And then you look at every single expense you look at your priorities. you need it. Right. I always said when, Dan, when in fact, when Dan Rivera became mayor, my, my, in Lawrence, my, my only advice to him was zero-based budget. Start with what's most important, police? Okay. Fund everything you need in the police. So now you know your police department is fully funded. Now what's next? Fire? Whatever it is. I'm just you know pulling Well, up. and renegotiate everything. Right. It's a lot right. of work, right? And now it's even harder because you throw COVID in the mix. Honestly, I don't know how the mayor's doing it. I don't know how the superintendent's doing it. I don't mm-hmm. envy either one of them. How do we get her on the show? I understand she's afraid of me. How do we get... I don't know if she's afraid of me. No, 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 she Maybe is. with that bandana. Oh, Maybe Jesus you should take the Christ. bandana off. <laughs> I just can't. I can't. I, I, I have a did you me- have it on? I have a me- yes, that? I did. Um, and I was on my stagecoach, too. Um, I, I, I have a mutual friend who loves your superintendent, and I'm always talking to him about different things going on in the schools, and he swears by her, says she is great. And I said, ask her if maybe she'd come on my show. So I guess he mentioned it like in front of her one day and she called me back and said, no, she's really afraid of you. Like really afraid. She's petrified. She's going to come on and you're just going to come after her. So um, maybe you guys can be the conduit. Maybe the next time you come on, you can bring the superintendent because I'd love to talk about these issues with her too. She's the superintendent. And whenever a new, a, a new a community is hiring a new superintendent, when Judy Scannell left. Look, it's even falling off. Mm, the bandana right, right. wants see, to come see, off. See, all right, fine. Okay. Are you happy now? Look, it's Tom Duggan. He was there all the time. I, I love Who you. Who knew? I love you. Um, maybe she can come on and, you know, I'm, I, I want to talk about the same stuff that I talk about with you guys, not so much to get in the weeds with the numbers, but the general stuff, the stuff that we just talked about, the politics uh, in the schools, the, the uh, um, uh, social promotions and all the other stuff that we've talked about. Mm-hmm. I'd love to have a conversation with her about it because she's the one that's in charge. When Judy left, um, I called all of the school board members at the time. I, I remember talking to your brother, Nick, and said, I don't care who you guys hire. 
But I want to know if they're liberal or they're not. I want to know if they've if they've got a left wing political ideology but or not. But that shouldn't even come into place yeah. in my right. in my yeah. book. But it has to because the ones who are the most liberal are the most activist, and you don't want an activist superintendent. You just don't. Now I don't know what Sandy's. I don't know what Brandy's. Uh, uh, Mrs. Kwong's. Superintendent Kwong's uh, politics are. Doctor Kwong. I assume she's liberal because she's in education. And that's her job. But I don't know. But I'd love to have her on to find out. I'd love to have her on to have these conversations because I think the public would learn a lot from it. I wouldn't even uh, pretend to speak for her. Yeah, I'm not I, no, imagine yeah, if you guys yeah. could maybe ask her to come on the next time you guys come on. Uh, I will say if that... If she comes on with you, she'll maybe feel a little bit more comfortable. Depends when yeah. it is, too. I don't think that woman has a yeah, spare second right, right now. Right, Like a lot of our you policies know? that we're going to be talking about, we have to wait until August because... Again, uh, Jane, and I'm not speaking on behalf of the whole entire um, school committee. I'm speaking on behalf of myself and Jane will probably um, tune in afterwards. I want to make sure she has the same opportunity to look at these policy reforms because obviously what we we put forward is going to affect how she operates right. as a superintendent. So I, I've sent her some of the policies. Um, I have to talk to Jana. I, I literally talk to Jana like three times a week when she's at the beach and home dealing with their kids. I'm going to be dropping in on you at the beach, by the way. I got my nice tan going on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, um, but I want notice she looked at how white my arm was. <laughs> oh my god! I actually did notice that, Tom. I'm not going to lie. Look at that. You know, it looks like I'm Casper fever. the Ghost, right? But we will be bringing forth residency um, enforcement policy. Excellent. Excellent. So hopefully we'll be talking about that in our subcommittee meetings when we get everything back to normal. Listen, I could do this all day. Yeah. I could sit with Jane all day. I, I know. Out of time. I, if, I left, about, if I left, you'd be fine. You, you know what, though, Tom? Before, before we cut off, though, make sure we have a meeting next Monday, next Wednesday. I know a ton of parents have been um, really vocal is, online. Is it Wednesday or Thursday? Is it Thursday? 30th. The what day 30. is the 30th? Calendar. It's the 27th and the 30th. Yeah, 20, Jeez, 20, I've been saying Wednesday, 30th is, too. 30th is a Thursday. Okay, yeah. so Monday and Thursday, we have our meetings, and everyone wants to know what's happening with remote learning. We don't even know now. Yeah. So Monday, we're going to be discussing it. Thursday, we're going to be discussing it. We're voting well, on it. Monday's reviewing the superintendent, and then partially discussing, um, I'm pretty sure, discussing partially about opening but thursday's it's gonna be the meat of it is yeah. the is the real meeting maybe i'll it. podcast that and i'll make snarky comments people seem to like that great that's great mm-hmm. you can wear your bandana yeah. yeah i'll wear my bandana thanks so much and you can make fun, make fun of us right, right? right. um i want to thank uh jana zanny pesci my soulmate um for coming in she's vice chairman of the methuen city methuen school committee ryan you got feels me all left out now. is ryan your soulmate too uh, no i don't go that way no. um not that there's anything wrong with that he, um Neil. We also have uh, Ryan DeZaglio, and this is, I think, a second or third time on the show. We want to have you back. I think I think I love having you here. Thank you. Um, I, I think the the listeners and the viewers actually learn a lot from having you on and from having you on. So I'd love to have both of you back, especially if you could bring the superintendent. Yeah. Um, I want to thank our sponsors. Do we have the sponsor list? I don't know. It's around here somewhere. Let me find it. Uh, we can't forget the sponsors because they're paying for the, they're paying for all this nonsense. Uh, we've got uh, McLennan Real Estate. Uh, if you're looking to buy a house, please give them a call. McLennan Real Estate. Uh, give uh, Matt and and, uh, and and the McLennan family a call if you're going to buy or sell a house. Um, and then if you need somebody to close, make sure you call Zanny Zanny Pesci Law Office. They'll help you do your closing. Um, AFC Urgent Care. I spoke with Lisa Williams right before the show. She's donating two one thousand dollar scholarships. One to our Vogue recipient and one to our Whittier recipient. 
Um, and I'm, I'll be adding those numbers in and I'll post She's them later. Awesome. She, you know, she really is great. And I love having her here. And most of the time she just tells me how out of control I am, which is great. She's so soft-spoken though. And yeah. she does so much. Yeah, she does a lot for the community. Uh, Marcin and Sun Construction. Now that all this COVID nonsense is over, you need to have your porch fixed. You need a roof done. Uh, make sure you call Marcin and Sun. Call Ronnie Marcin. We'll see, we're trying to see if we can get him to run against Steve Saber. You, that's actually, you should run against Steve Saber. You're one of the few people that could beat him. Don't I, you have more announcements today? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I need her on school committee with me, okay? Uh, can you see, if we run Ron Marshall and her, Steve Saber, could, we could probably knock him off. My fear, though, is that you'll knock off... Who's your next sponsor? Off. All right, very good. Uh, <laughs> the uh, Climate Design Systems. Uh, we love Nina over Climate Design Systems. Borelli's Deli. And who do we have here? Well, there was, there's another one here. We just, we just pulled him in. Who is OEIS Investigations and Four Star Lighting? We love Joe uh, Silveria from Four Star Lighting. He'll be here next week with them doing Mayor's Report. Thank you. You can roll that up. Thank you, everybody, for uh, listening on the uh, audio podcast on Spreaker and Podbean and iTunes and iHeartRadio, which for some reason gets five times as many downloads as the videos do on Facebook. Um, we appreciate all of our sponsors and uh, Methuen Mayor Neil Perry. Next week, Methuen Mayor Neil Perry is going to be here for the Methuen Mayor's Report. Joe Silveria is going to join him to talk about business in Methuen. Maybe we get some good dialogue going between them. Thank you, Ben Kitchen, my fine, fine producer, for uh, letting us go over and and uh, and producing the show today. And uh, August 10th, don't forget, if you'd like to make a donation, uh, we're going to have our scholarship day here at the podcast studio. We are going to do it live. And we've got six kids that could really use some extra money for college. You can mail it to me at Valley Patriot Bash, 75 Main Street, North Andover, 01845. You can PayPal us the money. Use the email address, valleypatriot at AOL.com. Or call me with a credit card and we'll run it. Melvin Taylor says we got to go home. So go home already. The views and opinions expressed by the hosts, guests, or callers of this program do not necessarily reflect the opinions of the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe, the United Podcast Network, its partners or affiliates.